are starting to heat up and the fly spray and tank tops are being pulled out of storage as we begin to think about how the heck we're going to get through this season in one piece. So this week, your hosts, Alex, Amber, Hannah, Jen, Lauren, and Seth, will be chatting about all things summer. Starting off, we'll be talking about flies and the many ways that there are to combat them. Okay, guys, there are so many different fly products out there. You know, we've got the sprays, sheets, boots, masks, and I mean, it's overwhelming. How do you guys pick what you're going to use on your horse? Well, Hannah, uh, when it comes to my boys, they go ahead and tell me what they're going to have for fly protection. So Joey, of course, is Mr. Wonderful, Unflappable. He could not care less. He needs nothing for the flies. We give him some fly spray as a courtesy because we're spraying everybody when he goes out for turnout. But otherwise, he doesn't even swish his tail. He's just wonderful. God bless the schoolmasters. CJ, (laughs) on the other hand, as uh, he will come up many times tonight during this heat topic, CJ is intolerable of everything and anything. He can't have anything on his body because it'll make him sweat. He also cannot stand even like the little noceums or the little gnats. Like none of that can come anywhere near him or he freaks out. Those are awful. Oh, my They're gosh. They're so bad. And I like, I know, I remember at first I was like, you're literally seeing invisible bugs, bro. Like, you have paranoia or something <laughs> happening because there's nothing on you. So CJ, very specifically from a fly spray standpoint, whole body. He also gets a fly stick roll on his face because we can't spray his face with fly spray because he'll kill us. <laughs> He also wears the Cashel horsefly boots, which was our attempt at a compromise this summer because, like I was saying, he can't go under a fly sheet. But he stomps so aggressively that he was ripping his shoes off. Oh, new, my God. New that shoes every three days. He's so dramatic. What? Does he have bell boots on? Yes. What oh, the heck? And, and, and. Bell boots and the like the little fetlock rings. What? Oh my god! Homeboy would take the whole bell boot and the shoe off and just leave them in his pastures. Oh my god! Right. So, uh, now we're in fly boots and we're okay. The stomping. We haven't lost any shoes. Let's leave it at that. Okay. Um, healthy This is a good thing. Yes. He also wears the same kind of matching cashel fly mask i got him the kind with the ear covering as well as the extra long nose because he has a little snip and i was super concerned about sunburn and melanoma he hates the extended nose and flips it up on his gate of the pasture so that it folds upwards and thereby does not protect the little pink (laughs) skin that he has on his nose so i could not have more polar opposite personalities regarding this whole summer situation. I just, ugh. Amber, I know that you have at least one sensitive one. I have got to know how you are surviving this. So Pino is a sensitive flower in the summertime, and 
he is while he is a bay he has lots of uh beautiful chrome which i love until the fungus comes out and we'll get to that in a little bit but in terms of flies he is such a little diva so the fly spray i use <laughs> is the I swear ultra this shield is like an import thing like our little divas know their divas and absolutely do this to us every time about really? everything he's like oh my god a fly no <laughs> meanwhile i got bit by a horse fly today at the barn so i have this big welt on my shoulder and i'm like okay like you're just having little flies around you bud like i'm taking one for the team over here so <laughs> here i'm spraying you with the fly spray i should be spraying myself so okay pino has and it actually his previous owner got it for him and i've just been I, I was able to get it when I bought the horse was a Kensington fly sheet and it's beautiful. And it's just like really pretty baby blue. He also had the matching fly mask, except where they had it stored mice got to it. It was nasty. So there was like holes in it and then it was like, it was really gross. So we ended up throwing that out and I ended up getting him a new one, um, which is actually really funny because my sister bought it for me for my birthday in March. And then like literally a week later is when Amazon was having that like unbelievable sale on the Kensington fly mask. Yes. Did anybody yeah. get, like do that? Yep. Cause I ended up getting a backup for $14 when literally the week before my sister spent like 50 something dollars on it for him. So I got a backup and then I ended up getting that one has, that was like the whole nine yards that had the ears, the mesh ears, and then it had the nose, and then it's removable, a removable nose thing. I don't know how to like, it's like a nose extender, so you can like take it off if you want it to just come to like the middle of their nose, yeah. or it can go all the way down. So Pino has a blaze, I know, with a white, and he's got really sensitive skin underneath that, so it can easily sunburn, so I keep the nose all the way down. And luckily, I haven't run into him flipping it up on, like, CJ, so that's really good. <laughs> Do, Go is, there any, is there any, like, reason behind this baby blue thing? Because I have noticed that a lot of the really popular, you know, no-fly zone, a lot of the really popular fly sheets are, like, that baby blue color. And I was, like, wondering if there was something with the yes. blue and the flies. Oh, there, yes, Hannah. there is. Yeah. Okay, so I I don't know exactly what it is, but I know a little bit about it because I read about it in the Smart Pack. So they have one that is, like, bright baby blue with orange. And they say that orange also comes into play with it. And it's something about the colors that is supposed to deter the flies. I don't know if that actually works or not, but yeah, there's a reason they're blue, but then the smart pack also said it's orange. So um, a girl at my barn last year, she had her horse decked out and I mean, he was orange and blue head to toe, had everything on. And I mean, I don't know if things like that, like color can come into play for real when it comes to flies, but that was the claim behind it in the smart pack magazine. So as you guys were talking about that, I just quickly Googled it because I'm like a freak about stuff like this. <laughs> so Pino has a baby blue fly sheet and then I have a backup baby blue fly sheet from Schneider. So I have the Kensington one and then the Schneider one. Um, and I just, <laughs> I just Googled it. Cause as you were saying, I'm like, yeah, if you actually look up different fly sheets, they're all like green, like bright green, 
bright blue or like orange or anything they're like all that. Very not hunter colors. No, they're like neon. And it's yes. weird because I just Googled are flies attracted to light colors. And the answer on Google, and I don't know how accurate this is, says adults are attracted to the bright lights and they'll fly towards the brightest light in the area. Research has shown that house flies are attracted to the blue black. <laughs> So we're literally oh, attracting so weird. Hey, our horses. That's not good. Oh, no. <laughs> so somebody needs to look into that because that's literally, if you Google it, that's the first thing that comes up. All the smart pack people are usually like super good about knowing their products. So I definitely yeah. feel like I'll, I'll make it my homework. <laughs> I know. I wish I remembered more about it. I just, I remember looking at it and. I thought that it was an interesting color combo and like I thought it would look cool and I was reading more into it and there was the reason that they picked blue and orange but I can't remember all of the research or whatever they said behind it so I don't know. I feel like there has to be something though because they're selling a lot of blankets to hunters that are not in hunter colors which usually would just mean catastrophe for the market but there's got to be something behind those colors because everybody swears by, and I know which one you're talking about, that light blue one with the orange. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like I said, my little pretty princess can't wear a fly sheet, but, you know, maybe someday if he chills out. <laughs> God bless the babies. Um, what do you have, Miss Rose, in there, Alex? I know with Thunder and the Greys, one thing that we were looking into with him was getting a fly sheet that also had the UV protection. So same with CJ, Jennifer, Jennifer. I don't know why I just called you Jennifer because maybe your name says Jennifer. I'm like, that just sounded it's, weird. It's, it's fine. Jennifer, Jen, hey, you. Hey, girl. Hey, Whatevs. Just not Jen with two um, N's. Yeah, just don't ever spell it with two N's. I will take personal offense. It just was funny. I was like, I've never called you Jennifer before. Anyways, so... One thing that we, my trainer and I were looking into for Thunder was making sure that he did have that UV protection. Same with Pino on the white spots. Like they can really easily get sunburned and have melanoma. So for you two, was UV something that you took into consideration when getting your fly off? So I can definitely say for, for CJ specifically, because he is a gray and because some of him is black skinned, and some of him is very much not. And I'm not even sure if that's humanly possible, but he's pulled it off somehow. So because I still like I can't put a fly sheet on him because his sweating is insane, which I know we're going to talk about later. He does have the super ultra nice fly spray. It's the one that comes in the big black bottle. I think it's like the ultra shield, something, yeah. something else. Yep. And that's the one that has a UV sunscreen in it as well. I I'm just didn't not know that. Yeah, I'm just not super convinced that if he's sweating that it's going to stay on him. But it's the best I can do with what I've got. Alex, sunscreen, UV protection, grays. Oh, we love the grays. So <laughs> I am actually I'm pretty lucky to, um, like Jen said, my horse has pretty like dark skin. So it's not a super big concern. I've never, I don't think I've ever seen her nose sunburned. And she's also one to stay out of the sun, so I've gotten pretty lucky with that. She's actually outside 24-7, so she lives out in a pasture with her buddy 24-7. There's a little covering, and she does not go beyond the covering. I didn't so, know that either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she doesn't have a stall. I didn't know that she was pasture board. 
Mm-hmm. I actually, I feel like we can probably cut this out, but I have very strong feelings about like keeping a horse like outside and like away from a stall. Me too. Um, yeah. So I feel like we could go into a whole nother topic with that, but I have been pretty lucky to not have a horse that is super susceptible to being sunburned. Rose is also very dramatic when it comes to flies, as she <laughs> is with a lot of things. I just have a dramatic child. And the issue that I had with her getting a fly sheet was finding a neck on the fly sheet that was long enough because my horse has a super freakishly long neck that the first fly sheet that I chose went like halfway up her neck. I have pictures of it and everything. I was like, what the heck? I thought they came in like standard size, but I guess my horse is just super disproportionate. Yeah. I think I'm going to like... I'm going to be on your Instagram and like scrolling through to see if I can see this like disproportionate neck. She has a freakishly long neck. I had a hard time finding a fly sheet. I literally went into Dover and I said, all right, lay them all out. Let's see which one has the longest neck. (laughs) So, so Alex, Mm -hmm. this is right. So this is part of my own like personal learning too. So, right. So I was saying like CJ has black skin and I remember that from when we were using the laser on him, but he also very much has pink skin and I see the pink skin obviously primarily on like the legs that are white, but also on the face. Is, is that even a thing? Can you be black skinned and pink skinned? Yeah. It's gotta be like, since yeah. I'm obviously I think so. It, yeah. But... With the markings and stuff, they'll have different areas of black and pink. Can I have, um... Oh, I was just going to add. Yeah. They all do pretty much. Um, oh. Ben, his skin is pink. On, on his face underneath his snip and um, on his socks too. When I really scrub them and get them really clean, I can see the, his little pinky skin coming through. But then it's so satisfying too. Yeah. When you get it like super clean that it's pink. Mm-hmm. But then everywhere else over his body, he has the dark skin underneath. It's oh. so funny that you say that because the other day I actually I scrubbed Pino's legs pretty good with Dawn dish soap thanks to yeah. Laura in the mm-hmm. last episode or one of the other episodes. And it was really good. And I put him away. My mom was like, oh, my God, he's so sunburned. Oh, my God, Amber, you need to cover his legs. I'm like, no, oh, that's just the color of his skin. Like, he's fine. Like, she's never, like, Do not touch the artwork. so concerned. Like, why are his legs so red? What it, like, is he having an allergic reaction? Like, it's just Aww. literally the color of his skin. So I just thought it was really cute. She was so concerned. And I was like, it just means I just really got him clean. And thunder... <laughs> Was Thund- Thunder's like primarily pink skinned, right? He's like the special yes. white. Yes, he is a unicorn white boy, and he had like the most sensitive skin. So he was definitely one that was really, really concerned with turning out in the sunlight because he would just come in like so sunburned. And we we covered him head to toe, and I really felt bad for him. And one of the things that, um, my one of my my trainer and that's worth like saying when he had the, those like weird mood swings was like have you checked him for melanomas and I'm like yeah but I don't know really what to look for and I didn't find anything but you guys can do one over and it was just a really big concern he always like we even needed to put sunscreen on him like real sunscreen poor baby mm-hmm. so as far as fly sheets I have gone back and forth on them so many times over the years. Z used to be pasture boarded. And so he had a run in shed, but most of the time he would choose to stay out in the sun where all the grass was. And 
he gets that golden color in the summer, but the sun will bleach his coat. And so if I didn't have the fly sheet on with the UV protection, it would bleach him and he would start to turn that lighter color that he gets in the winter. He loses dapples, but he is a horrible sweater. So then I was battling, you know, do I want his coat to stay pretty or do I want him suffering, soaking wet in the heat? And so I ended up, I just took it off of him because I could tell he was miserable. He didn't even like wearing a fly mask. His four, his poor little head would be soaking wet. So I ended up making the decision to not use them with him. And I... Oh no, Hannah, you Hannah, cut out. Hannah just froze. Oh no. I'm glad to know that this is what it's like when my laptop dies while we're recording. As a little filler while we try and get her <laughs> oh, back no. in. I When I boarded Pino at uh, my friend's farm and she had those beautiful 60 acres and he was outside all the time. She really was all about like just natural horsemanship. Like horses in the wild don't have fly sheep. They don't mm-hmm. have fly sheep. Like they don't have all these things. So as much as I tried to get her, I'm like, just cover him up. He's a fancy show horse. Like, just like, you know, please do this. As much as I tried to get her to do that, she just, she never did. So one time it came out and the poor guy's ears were eaten alive. Like Aww. I did, like I had never experienced that before. So in terms of fly protection and other items to use, if you're not using a fly mask, I invested, which wasn't even that expensive in SWAT, which is a balm. Yes. Yep. Um, yep. And I put that on the inside of his ear. So if you do have a horse that, you know, isn't covered with a fly mask or like, for example, Z that didn't like the fly mask, that's another thing that you can use. And I, I, it really, really works. His ears are totally cleared up now and all good. So that's something for the listeners. If you don't know what SWAT is and it's pretty, it's really affordable, actually. It's not, not expensive. I was just going to say, they make SWAT in like a gel and then they also make it in like a lotion too. Because I have to use uh, that on some of the horses that work. Really? I have the one that's just in the jar, and it's just like a a balm. It's like a... Yeah, I prefer that kind. I do, too. they make it in clear, and they make Uh it pink, and I I prefer the clear. I got the clear one. Yeah, for sure. That's the one in the navy. Why would it have colors? I don't know. Honestly, Um, I guess to know where you put it? Doesn't the colored one... It's kind of more like a natural yellow type, beeswaxy type color. Yeah. I I don't know. And then ask Smart Pack. So this is like, and so maybe I'm the only one that was told this, which is super dumb. Like now that I think about what I believed, I'm like, why would I have even thought like that? So (laughs) when I got CJ, I was talking with another person who owned a gray and she was like, oh, well, if you want to keep your horse from becoming a flea bitten gray, you have to keep him out of the sun. And I was like, and she has a flea bitten gray, and so she, and obviously then I later learned that it's all about homozygous versus heterozygous. But at the time I was totally like, oh, well, I don't. I mean, I. What happens if I like his face is gonna become flea bitten, his body's gonna stay dappled gray? Like, what is this? <laughs> and then I'm like, wow, I'm really dumb. Uh, where did Hannah? Honestly, go Jen, don't even feel bad about that. I I think we can do an entire episode on being Myth. gullible. Yeah, yeah. Like myths in the like, horse world. Yeah, because I've, because... I've heard yeah, some like similar things that if you like curry comb a horse like that has it's a gray, the dapples will stay and they won't become a flea bitten. Which I was like, 
that's probably not true, but I do it anyway. Yeah, like, we could does definitely it taste? do a whole, whole episode on that. So, <laughs> I, I Hannah, you're back. You got cut off abruptly, but go yeah, ahead and finish. I don't maybe re, I would say restart at the at the fact that he didn't even like his fly mask. That's the last last yeah. thing I can remember you saying. And while you were away, Hannah, though, one thing we did talk about. So, one thing we talked about was. For a horse like Z that didn't like the fly masks, I was using SWAT on Pino because at one point in time, yes. woman that he was boarded with wasn't putting his fly mask and his fly stuff on. So is that something that you did for Z or did you figure out yes. something else? I did put the SWAT on his face, which would help because he just couldn't tolerate the fly mask. The sweating was just too much. And I could tell he was miserable. I could tell he did not feel good and every time I took it off he was just like oh I can breathe again (laughs) so it just ended up not being worth it for him just because of his particular situation of being on pasture board you know and limited shade so I made the decision to not use it with him and go with more of the products like fly spray and then swat on the face but Ben is a bit different. He is not as sensitive as Z and he doesn't sweat as bad as Z, but I still don't use a fly sheet for him. And that's just because of his turnout schedule in the summer. So he doesn't go out until pretty late, like 6:37, and the flies just really aren't that bad in the um, evening in our pastures they really calm down so I haven't really put one on him I do put a fly mask on him because I don't want them getting in his ears or eyes at all but um, as far as a sheet I haven't really bothered with it and he's been fine so speaking of night turnout that's something that we do here in Ohio because the bugs do get pretty nasty it's not as humid and gross as Florida which I used to live in Alex but it is pretty, it's pretty gross. Um, so night turnout is something that we do here. But one thing, and I think we talked about this maybe briefly on another episode, but um, there's this new horse that we got in the barn and uh, my trainer put her out on night turnout and she got mauled by the little gnats. Her whole stomach was oh, no. destroyed. I mean, it, because she was an off-the-track thoroughbred, so they were giving her sweet feed. And I'm just like, your blood's just too sweet, honey. Like, you poor thing. She literally got just destroyed. I felt so bad. The next day, I went out there, and I cold-hosed her, and I, like, had to get all the scabs off. And I'm like, oh, my God, you poor thing. So that is something with to be careful with, like, night turnout. And some horses, I guess, need sheets at night. I don't know. Yeah, and that would be an advantage to having a sheet on at nighttime, you won't have to worry about the sweating as much um, because they're not going to be, you know, in that direct sun and it's not as yeah. hot. So you wouldn't have to worry about them being uncomfortable. Does anybody use the fly mask that has, I mean, they make them all kinds, but it has the hole for their forelock in the front. I yep. have to have that. I have to have it, and that's probably more of a me being a diva thing, but I'm like, no, it's not going to be all sweaty on your face. I'm going to pull all your forelock through, and it's not going to be stuck inside that sweaty mask. It's so funny, too, because when Rose had a a fly mask that didn't have that little hole, her hair would be flat on her face, so she'd look like a little boy, like, having her, like hair flat against her forehead. It was the funniest thing. I was like, you look so dumb. I love you so much. (laughs) 
Wow, it must be nice to have a horse with a forelock. <laughs> let, 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 me know. let me know how it goes, because we got nothing. I'll trade you some forelock for some tail. How about that? <laughs> we also have no tail to donate. We, we have, have too much tail. You can have some. Yes, <laughs> yes. I need some tail. Like, like it's way, way has too much. as well. I really so. wish that we could switch to night turnout. All the horses in the barn are on night turnout, with the exception of CJ and Joey. CJ, they we're trying. We are really trying with CJ. He doesn't really like being turned out, period. He's not happy. He'll go out for a little bit, and then he wants to come back in. And so we were trying. We thought it was the heat and everything. So we've been trying for the evening, and he's been making it for about two or three hours before he screams his head off. And my trainer, who thankfully lives on property, has to bring him back into the barn. So it's just super sad. And because CJ can't be alone, unfortunately, Joey has to come inside to babysit him as well. So I I am really hoping that we can get him comfortable with night turnout because the heat is just brutal. He just can't take it. Because you're in North Carolina too. So, and I lived there. (laughs) I've like lived in all these states. So Steph with Dax, um, I'm sure you have, you have fly spray and whatnot, but is it your, kind of responsibility or obligation or have you just taken it upon yourself as the lessee to do his fly sheets or any kind of fly supplies what do you got going on over there actually that was one of the easiest things that his owner sat me down when we first signed the lease and she looked me dead in the eye and said don't even bother getting him a fly sheet he will rip it up by the end of the week so he he gets his fly spray and nothing else because he is a monster child I love him dearly but he just doesn't he doesn't do that he will completely destroy them leave him out in the field and it's not worth worrying the barn manager over keeping track of all the stuff because it'll just go missing the next day oh pretty easy so yeah um Lauren what about Talia so for Talia I was using a fly sheet that I just got this. This would be her first uh, summer wearing it. And she was wearing it in the spring. And then it's being way too hot out for it. So I pretty much have to leave it off. And really the times that she would need it would be early in the morning, like dawn and then dusk. Because that's when like the um, sand fleas and stuff come out. And that's what really, I feel like, does the most biting. She wears so, a fly mask, though. When, when you guys say, you know, it's too hot for the fly sheet. So Pino's is a Kensington, and it's pretty heavy. Like, it's a it's a pretty solid, heavy yeah. sheet. But the one that I got for Thunder was from Snyder's, and I think it's just the Snyder's brand. It was a really, really light mesh, like, really light mesh. So I feel like, I don't, I don't know, I'm not the horses, and I'm not the ones bringing them in, so I don't know how sweaty they're getting, but I feel like maybe the real light mesh ones would still work, but are your fly sheet, is your fly sheet like heavy, like the Kensington one? My fly sheet's pretty heavy, but also we have a lot of oaks with low hanging branches here. And then the horses rub the the mm. thinner ones and then rip they holes rip. in them. Yeah. yeah. I have, per the market, I have the most thin one. It is the Mio amigo it's like not the Mm -hmm. true amigo it's the cheaper one yeah and it's like 50 bucks and it's incredible it's it weighs nothing cj will be soaked head to toe 
it's that's how Z was too I had a really really thin one on him and it just it didn't matter the heat here in Georgia is just unreal if they're outside in the sun and you know he's not gonna go stand in the shade all day because it's hot he's like no I want to eat grass so it just (laughs) it didn't work yeah I had I had no success either I feel like the horses get really sweaty where the fly sheet has a liner and that's what really holds in a lot of heat because it's not mesh right there because hmm. it seems like the shoulder area gets really, really sweaty. I don't oh, think I've seen one of the liner. Yeah, just I've only ever seen like the all mesh ones or the ones that will have mostly mesh and then panels of cloth on like the major rubbing points, but never like a lined part. Yeah, Tally's is lined in, like, the shoulder and I think, like, the butt and the top of the neck. And it, she's a really heavy sweater anyways, so that doesn't help. Do you remember the brand of it? Hers is a Rambo fly protector. Oh. So, speaking of sweaty, how many of y'all, well, with shows, I think we can all kind of make the assumption that everyone's showing clips. Yeah. Right? Nope. Am I right? No? negative. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Wow. Um, Okay. That's an Ohio versus like the East Coast thing because I think just about everybody who said no is on the East Coast. Um, I've seen like fancy barns down in like Florida, like show, show, show barns clip in the summer. But in in Virginia, no, we just let their summer coats go. I feel like it also depends on the horse, too. Like, my older guy, like, he's 24, like, Welsh cob. So, of course, he gets clipped every, like, two months, it seems. Fuzzy, wuzzy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then I I think we've only clipped Rose once, and that was, like, her first winter over in Florida where she thought she had to grow a coat, and she most certainly did not. So, um, yeah, I think it depends on the horse, too. Yeah, I think it also could depend on maybe the trainer because – it was a big no-no to, like, show without being full-body clipped. I mean, you needed to be full-body clipped. Like, that was what you did. Full, I mean, there was no questions asked. So, that's interesting. Well, that's that's how we are in the winter, but not the summer. CJ's really? just too thin. In the yeah. winter, you have to be clipped or you look like a shaggy beast. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, looks. Because I yeah. took me to one looking like a polar bear one time and I got some crazy looks and I was like never again but yeah at at my barn in the summer there are good people who do clip I just don't clip Ben because his hair his coat is so thin to begin with I mean his full winter coat looks like a summer coat so he really just doesn't need it I mean we'll clip you know to trim up for a show, you know, around his fetlocks and that kind of stuff. But I haven't done a full body clip on him. So since Pino is obviously not showing anymore, I don't have a need to clip him. But what I do do is I clip his legs because of the fun fungus problem that I have every single summer. So fungus. yeah, so we clip those areas. So just to help it not lock in as much moisture but it I mean it helps a little bit but it definitely does not solve the problem do any of you guys do anything like that with your chrome so CJ like Ben does not grow a coat like that's why he doesn't have a tail he doesn't have a forelock he has no hair so I to this day I've yet to, to actually clip him we have done like his ears but 
he doesn't need it. But with the fungus, which he for sure gets because three of his legs are white and there's something about the white leg that makes it, I don't know, so much more susceptible because I've yet to find anybody who talks about fungus that didn't happen around like a white or light colored area. Like, um, what is that? I don't, I don't know, honestly. So what we call it scratches, right? And so I have a concoction. I think every, everybody's got a recipe for their scratches concoction. So what we used is a combination of four different things. So that's why I'm saying, like, I, I don't, from a medical standpoint, I don't know. Maybe this goes back to us all being all, all around the country, but is scratches different than like another like rain rot? I mean, are there different types of funguses? I'm not fungi. I think, I think there must, I think there must be over here. I had, I asked somebody what the hell that was on the back of my horse's leg and they're like, <laughs> it scratches. And I'm like, doesn't look like a scratch. What did he scratch his leg on? And they're like, no, it's called scratches. This is what you use. Yeah, but that's all I've that's all I've dealt with. I don't have rain. I've never gotten rain rot or any of those. So I have not dealt with rain rot, but both of my stinking horses are magnets to fungus of all types. Yeah. And so I dealt with it really bad with Z to the point where he got an infection and Did got get cellulitis from it. Oh, lymphangitis. Lymphangitis. Yeah. We thought it was cellulitis and we were really scared, but it wasn't. He swole up really big. Um, and then, you know, I thought, okay, new horse maybe won't be such an issue with fungus. Of course, Ben picks up fungus, like no big deal. And he'll have all these different types. Like he'll get, when I think of scratches, I think of like where it's like the scabs, like the big chunky pieces of fungus. I mean, like when his was bad, it looked like he had mushrooms growing on his fetlocks. I'm not even kidding. It was bad. Yeah. When, cause when I first got him, um, she, his owner was trying to do everything she could, but I don't think she washed them, you know, enough to, to really treat them. So I had to go into like super fungus treatment mode. <laughs> um, but then there's also, I, at least we call it tannin crud. Because it's like the little bitty things that grow on their tannin bone. And if you um, scrub it with a curry, they start to flake off. So there's all different kinds of fungus. And I seem to just get hit with it all. So I've had lots of trial and error on what will help, what will actually kill it, what has even made it worse that was supposed to make it better. Yeah. So what you just described is actually... I w- my trainers, the ones that I've gone through, and even my current one, when I say, you know, what is that? They're like, oh, it's just fungus. That's just the word they've given it as fungus. They've never, like, specified what kind. But when you say canon credit and then you say scratches, I would say that Pino has a hybrid of those, <laughs> like, on his back legs to the point where last summer he scarred really bad because I was given misinformation to curry that area. And... No. um yeah, so that happened, and now he's got scarring on his leg. But we're, you know, we're dealing with it again this summer, and now I think I know. But I have, along with you, Hannah, a lot of different things. I mean, I think I have every fungus remedy you could possibly think of, except for, Jen, your recipe. So I'd like you to tell us what that is and how you figured it out and how to do it. So, okay, yep. So the scratches. So very similar. I, I did, obviously, I didn't try to curry it, but I do remember looking at it and like 
picking at it because I was like, what no. is this? I know. It was so bad. I'm like, but like, what, what is this? Like, what's this weird thing he stepped in, right? And then so the scabs fall off and he starts bleeding. And I'm like, oh, that's a no-no. We don't do that, right? So, again, I'm new. And he got his scratches because that's what I was told to call it within like two months of me having him. And up until that point, I had never experienced before. So the person that I panically called over and I was like, oh my God, what is this? Actually was was the one that said, hey, that is scratches. I've got this great recipe for you. And so our recipe is four ounces of zinc oxide, which is kind of the same stuff as um, diaper, diaper cream, barrier cream one ounce of a triple antibiotic, so usually like Neosporin, something like that, 0.5 ounces of an antifungal. That's the more expensive of all of the directions, and it's like the straight-up stuff that you would buy for jock itch. And then lastly, an ounce of hydrocortisone, which is, an anti, which is a steroid. So it's a mixture of all of them together, and then I just put it in a Ziploc container, like the Ziploc containers that have like the screw on top. And then I I made this concoction in May of 2019, and I still have some for this year. And I put that on three days in a row consistently. Scratches were gone. It was so fantastic. When, when you put it on, did you wrap or did you just leave nope. it on air dry? I just put it on. I would wash his legs, dry them thoroughly with a towel, and then apply it on and then just let him let him go horse. And we were done with it in three days, which was incredible. So that we'll definitely have about to post that. Like the combination that it took to get rid of bins. I just didn't have it all in one concoction together. Um, <laughs> but I washed his legs. So I had been washing his legs with antifungal shampoo. And I found it just, it, I didn't think it was making any of a difference. I switched to Dawn. And I noticed that helped a ton. I think it just kills everything on the leg. And so then I tried, you know, all the different fungus creams in the book, you name it, fungusol, the blue stuff, anything. And the only stuff that I got to work was a combination of diaper rash cream that has the zinc oxide and then an antibiotic and... I'm assuming it has some steroid or something in it, some type of cream from the vet. I combined that with the Dawn, with the diaper rash cream, and his are almost all the way gone now. And I kid you not, when I first got him, he had mushrooms on his fetlock. So (laughs) it was insane. So have you guys ever tried betadine? Yes. So, right. So I was just getting ready to say that too. Like the other thing that I was told to try was Hibiclens, which I steal from the hospital all the time. Obviously yeah, no one from the hospital is ever going to listen to this podcast, but, <laughs> but I did not have good luck with the Hibiclens like I was hoping to, which then made me kind of conscientious about telling my patients to bathe in Hibiclens prior to procedure. So... Lauren, you have a, a homemade recipe for fungus too, right? I do. So what I use is a half a jar of silver sulf mixed with desitin. And then I think it's like four or five cc's of dex, of liquid dex. And that has worked really well for me. 
So all three of those ingredients I have never heard of. Where do you get them? What do you do with them? <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> is that That's a bad thing to say? Is this, like, common knowledge? Or diaper rash. Yeah. Yeah, so the, the desitin. Yep. Just get that at Walmart or Dollar Store or whatever. And then Silver Sulf and Dex, Liquid Dex, you could just get from your vet. Okay. So, so Silver Sulf's kind of expensive, but it works really, really good. I was going to ask, is the Silver Sulf, so I have Silvadine. Is it the same thing? I mean, it's a prescription uh, and we use it on humans for burns. Is it like a cream? Hold on. Let me look up the official. Yeah, one. it's a it's a shiny, like metallic-ish cream. Yeah. I was wondering if yeah, they were the so same thing. It's, I mean, like, because silver in silver in itself has antibacterial properties to it. So, okay. Yeah. I've seen, like, those silver socks you can get. Yep. Um, yep. I haven't tried those. But I, like I said, I've fought fungus on Pino since I've had him, like, really bad. And I've, I literally have just about any kind of fungus product that's equal related out there other than from like a vet which I probably should have done like the first time and saved myself a lot of money and a lot of time but one thing that I have used and I'm not so sure it's working or not working I know it's not furthering the fungus I don't know if it's necessarily clearing it up but it's not getting any worse which is coat defense so I have the powder coat defense and then I also have the paste have you guys tried that yeah I've actually tried tried the powder and I actually really like it Dexter doesn't have too much fungus problems but I actually like to just give him a little dusting occasionally more as like a preventative and yeah like I said he has no problems I've also used it in the winter I especially like it for when it's too cold to hose them off but they still get sweaty you can actually dust it on their back and it helps their back dry off so when they still have a winter coat that's thick and won't dry out easily and you have blankets on them they actually still end up drying and helps prevent rate rot. Yeah, because Pino, he gets wrapped on all four legs every single night with either standing wraps or quick wraps. And in the summertime, he still needs to be wrapped, but he's sweating. I mean, like, because they're, I mean, they're wraps. I mean, they're like pillows on his legs. So the coat defense powder, I, I put it on the wraps itself. I sprinkle it on the wraps. And then I also put it on his leg directly. And then I put the wraps on and it's, it's, not continued or furthered the fungus on the one leg it's clear on all three of the ones except for one but it hasn't like cleared it up but it hasn't allowed it to get any worse so we're kind of just in limbo so I'm going to try either Jen or Lauren's recipes and see if that works or Hannah's yeah so so Lauren real quick though you because I like your scratches recipe does Talia get it she only has like one one white sock yeah I don't remember okay she only has one, so she really doesn't get it. She's pretty, I mean, she's honestly pretty easy. I got the recipe from a vet because where I work, we had a horse that had the worst skin ever, and he had summer sores, like, everywhere. Like Oh, gotcha. Okay. Everywhere. I'm like, I'm like wait a minute, sore. so does it sometimes happen without white legs? Okay. Yeah, what is summer sore? I don't know, but they're really gross. Like, I don't know what they are, oh. like, technically, but it's, like, a little, Wait, like, wait, wait, Lauren, Lauren. Do summer sores happen in summer? Oh. <laughs> sorry. I'm uh, sorry. Are they, no, is it like raw it. skin? Yeah, it's like a little like raw like, like area. Like his were like usually like dime size and it's like just like a little like red 
like nasty looking spot. It looked like a scab just fell off. They were like literally all over like private areas and everything. Dang. Usually with a horse that has like, because not all horses get summer sores. There's a specific type of horse that gets summer sores. So like a summer sore horse. Not all horses get them. And thank God, because they are so annoying. Luckily, I've never had a horse susceptible to them. But what I've heard is a good way to treat them is to put wormer directly on the summer sore to try to get it to heal. A specific one? Because there's different kinds of wormers. Um, I'm not sure of a specific one. I know a strong one they like, I know of. But that's all I've heard from summer sores. I have not had to deal with them, thank God. They're awful. I wouldn't be surprised if it has to do with, like, having a weak immune system because this horse was, like... Yeah. I feel if something was going to go wrong, it was going to happen to him. Like, he was just Mm. that horse. (laughs) It's almost like humans, you know? Like, when we're healthy, our skin is healthy, and then when we're not, you know, healthy Mm -hmm. and we're eating bad and just all kinds of... And we're not clean, (laughs) our skin is nasty, so... Um, I, I find that like equivalent. So that kind of leads me into my next question with all of you guys is how often do you bathe in the summer? Not you, not you personally, your horse. But you know, both are very important topics. So just say it. So, so I, after every ride, I wash his legs in the summer, every single ride. And then I do a full bath probably once a week. I like I'm on top of that. Those that fungus that he had was so bad. Like I'm just terrified of it coming back. So I keep his legs so clean. So I do the Dawn soap every time I ride. And so you think that might be too harsh, but it really hasn't been on him. It's been just fine. It hasn't irritated his skin at all. And it's really just kept it clean. So I'm I'm very diligent about washing the legs after you ride. Because, you know, they're getting really sweaty. And then if they've kicked up footing in the arena and then all of that's just staying, you know, packed in there. And even if you hose them off, it like it doesn't get at all. I want to like really scrub it and get in there and make sure his legs are clean. Yeah, I do the same thing with Pino. And especially if I if I I usually just do a one over rinse down of his whole body because he's usually sweating a lot, especially under the saddle and in his like breast area um, or chest area. Um, But one thing I make sure to get really good is in between his legs. So I know he really worked really hard when his butt is white. Nasty, yes. white. Foamy like, butt cheeks. Boom. <laughs> so I really make sure to rinse that really good for him. And it's funny when you talk about the Dawn and how it's not harsh. It just reminded me so much of um, those commercials where they had the little duckies in their rinsing face yes. off of them. I'm like, oh. So, yeah, it's, it's gent- it is gentle, but yeah. I swear <laughs> it kills every bad germ and whatever so all bacteria and stuff it just kills it but it's it is really gentle on them like the animals in the oil spill yeah alex you're in florida it's a lot hotter where you are i think you're the most southern out of all of us right i think so yeah Yeah. so how often do you bathe rose um since she's a gray it's a little probably more often than most so (laughs) and she's also not only just a gray but she's a dirty gray so every time I go out to the barn she's a different shade of the rainbow so we have like green yellow brown exactly (laughs) so I've had a lot of issues with that but I normally I'll give her a because I'll only go out to the barn about four days a week and I will 
give her a bath every like I'm gonna say every probably third day so I'll give her a full bath but I do try to wash her tail and her mane because we've had issues with itching Mm -hmm. um, with head and shoulders so head and shoulders like a soothing anti-itch type Mm -hmm. yeah human head and shoulders yeah makes her smell phenomenal yeah I try to do that every every two days so just to help try and prevent her from scratching it seems to be working even when you're not riding Mm -hmm. okay yeah it seems to be working I try to keep up with it as much as possible but you can only do so much in Florida, especially with yeah. all the fungus. And, well, and especially, I've... Hmm? No, I was just going to say, I I lived in Florida. <laughs> even if you do bathe Awful. her, it's almost like two seconds later, like you didn't do anything at mm-hmm. all. Like even with ourselves, after I would shower and I would walk out the door, it was like, I don't even know what the point of that was because I Exactly. Never and especially in Florida too, because in the morning it'll be dry and nice and sunny and pretty. And yep. in the afternoons, it downpours. After that 2.30 rain. Exactly. So it doesn't give not. anything a chance to dry out. It's yeah. just everything stays wet and moist and it's yeah. just... It's so hard to live in Florida. I don't know why we keep horses in Florida. It was just going to say, which is so funny to me, little sidebar, like one of the biggest horse industries, I guess, clusters is Florida. And it's yeah. like we could in California where it was dry or like something that's not exactly. you know, Florida, but we have like the equine world is really prominent in Florida, which just blows my mind, actually. But Florida is a scam. Sidebar. It's a scam. <laughs> Every summer, we just, we look at each other. We're like, why are we here? Like, why are we doing this to ourselves? We could be in Kentucky with beautiful weather. And, ugh, but no. So one thing, one thing that I, I do after, not just like, not when I go out there to see Pino, but after a ride specifically, I use ice boots and the ice vibes. And Lauren, I saw that you just posted a picture of Talia in her ice vibes. So do you do the ice vibes and bathe her or do you just do the ice vibes like I always do it in conjunction with bathing I just as I'm bathing Pino I put his vibes on and let him vibe um (laughs) 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 but one thing you know I don't want to put words in your mouth but one thing that I did see on your post was you said that the ice gets really warm really quickly and I 100% agree I I like I put his, yeah. I put them on and then I, I actually have, cause you can buy the ice vibe pack separately. So if you didn't want to invest in the whole vibe kit, you can still buy like the pa- the ice packs, the wraps for like 50 bucks, but I have the whole kit and I feel like as soon like within 10 minutes, they're like hot. <laughs> no, I agree. They get really, I like that they're really malleable and I feel like they get the leg well, but like you said, I came back within like 15 minutes and I felt like they're warm have you tried I do like the... go ahead I was gonna say have you tried I any say, I do like you're the... jumping I do like the vibration settings on them but I don't know I the ice I like like I said I like that it conforms to the leg but it just seems to get too hot too fast I guess we could just go around real quick and just do like a roll call of do you ice your horse? What do you do? What kind of ice or do you cold hose? Like do you, cause I think almost all of us jump. So yeah. I think that's a pretty important, I'm not a vet, but I think it's a pretty important thing to do mm-hmm. after a pretty hard cooling. Um, so Lauren, you've used the ice vibes. Did you use anything else? So 
at the last show I did, I also poulticed and wrapped her mm-hmm. on all four just to make sure. I also, like, if I'm homeschooling, I'll cold hose her and um, ice her and hose her off or whatever. But usually if I poultice at home, I just do poultice and don't wrap because she usually just goes right outside. What about you, Steph? Do you ice stacks or I know you you have you've done an experiment on the Incrediware wraps where you actually like took a thermometer to them right I did I like I like doing science things so (laughs) with Dexter's really impatient and I wasn't about to try to figure out how to ice him in any fashion and also cold hosing is boring so I really wanted to find something that worked well so that way he would he could just like go back to his stall and continue uh like uh filling his face with hay and I could go about my day because I already spend an hour back and forth from the barn I didn't need to be spending an extra 20-30 minutes hosing down his legs so I actually do have the I have the socks and the wraps the polo wraps and I actually love the polo wraps The socks, I'm learning to figure out how to use in a convenient way for myself because Dexter's really bad about holding up his feet, so getting the socks up and over his big-ass shoes is really annoying. One thing with that that I I can suggest, have you tried using a plastic bag? No. So Pino is the same way, and (laughs) um, I lift up his hoof, I put the plastic bag on real quick, and then I take the sock and I like slide it right on and take the plastic bag off. That is actually oh my genius and I need to try that. Take a plastic grocery bag, not like a like a sandwich bag, like a, a yeah. blue plastic grocery bag. You just put it on. And if they put their hoof down real quick, because Pino likes to do that to me quite yeah. often and it takes like several times, you just let it go down with the bag and then you pick his foot back up, slide on the, sh- uh, slide on the um, sock really quick if they put the hoof down like he tends to do wait a second (laughs) lift the sock up while the while the um leg is down and then just have him walk forward and the bag will you know be on the ground still oh dang that is genius i need to do that because dexter he he's better with his front feet but with his hind feet he'll pick it up and then yank it out of your hand and then he does the same thing it out of your hand so it can be a little three-step process (laughs) <laughs> put the leg up, put the bag on, let him put it down for a second, and then put the leg up, slide the sock on really quick over the bag, because then it just yeah. it just makes it, like, it's so easy. Like, it just slides with the plastic, and then you can just lift it up all the way while the hoof is down on the leg, and then they can just walk forward, and the bag will be on the ground. Huh. But, yeah, I actually took a thermometer out to the barn to test to see how much colder the wraps got. Because I'm like, oh, they're like, oh, icing wraps, they'll get cold, and you can ice your horse's legs by just getting them wet. And while I didn't notice much with the socks, the wraps actually got about, I, if I remember correctly, around 10-ish degrees colder. Also keeping in mind that I didn't even wet them all the way through when I did this. So the fact that they were still dry on the inside and still had a 10 degree difference on the inside of the wrap is actually pretty impressive to me. I actually used them on my hack the other day and I wet them afterwards. And when I took them off, I let them sit on his leg for about 20, 25 minutes while I was cleaning on my tack and everything. And before I left, I took them off and the backs of his legs were very noticeably cold. 
which made I was very impressed with. I actually just watched a video. I don't remember who it was. It was someone over in Germany or something with the Incrediware. And what they did, because I've been doing it by just hosing down the leg with the wraps on it after working out. And mm-hmm. I've noticed, like, they get cool, <laughs> but they don't get, like, icing effect. But I watched this video, and the guy had the horse standing in the wash stall and had the wraps in a warm bucket or a bucket with warm water. And then he put the wraps on as they were wet and then um, hosed them down again. And then he said that like that worked. I didn't know you need to have warm water to activate them, but apparently you do. That's actually, well, I just used the, the, hose. The wash rack, the wash rack, the hose in the wash rack. That's the word I was looking for. I just used the hose in the wash rack, which just fuse out cold water. I didn't actually even use hot water for mine. So I do not do much with icing just because it's, it is kind of, you know, it's, it's a big deal. It's a pain to get the ice packs out of the fridge and get them wrapped on. Cause I don't have like a whole system, like the ice vibes. I tried just some of like I bought the ice pack pieces, like you were saying, but it's just, it's always been a lot of a hassle. That's why I was looking into the Incrediware. But so instead at shows, what we do is like Lauren said, we poultice the legs and wrap them in standing wraps every single night. And then we also use magic cushion. I don't know if you'll have heard of that, but you pack the hoof with it. Yeah, and I use that. To, yeah, it's supposed to draw the heat out of the hoof so he gets that um every night when we get to the showgrounds after schooling after each day of showing and then he does it the night we come home as well um and I feel like they it provides the same benefits as icing it's just in a different way it's more of compression and then drawing the heat out instead of just that cold placing right there on the leg but I think either yeah. is beneficial. I would agree. I I also use the magic cushion on any time that I ride pee. So he obviously has arthritis in hoof, not hoof. It, he's got arthritis in his pastern, and so I have found that the magic cushion actually relieves some of that heat and that inflammation there. It is quite pricey though, but yes, I can't believe you use it every time you ride. I I yeah. dread buying buckets of it for this. No, it is. I will say it's quite. It's it's not. It's not fun, but it definitely. I have noticed a huge difference when yeah, I do do it, it versus not doing it. So, the other thing that we I use on him is liniment. So, that's yes, liniment too. I do that as well after baths or just in general. I yeah. have. I don't know the particular brand of it, but I'll have to find out for you guys because it really is the best liniment out there. I, 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 whenever I put it on him and then obviously it's on me, I'm like, gosh, this stuff just feels so good. But I also use the back on track foam and spray. So, and I haven't noticed whenever I get that on me that I feel it, but this other liniment, it's purple. It's like a clear purple. If anybody has ever seen a clear purple liniment. No, I was going to say I've also been using the back on track one because I got it in the Cavalli Club box, which yeah. was really fun, except I that's also the other thing that I don't like about it is that when I, because I have both the spray and the foam in the, in the small bottles, so I use them both, but whenever I get the foam on my hands, I don't feel anything, and 
For a while, when I was super broke college student, I was doing a DIY liniment myself with, you can get wintergreen rubbing alcohol menthol crystals, and you mix the two of them up and it makes a liniment. And if you mix that stuff just right, you can set your whole skin afire in the best of ways, and it is great and it is so cheap as well so when i came off of that which by the way dexter hated because the smell was really strong he would just pace in his stall snorting the whole time i was spraying it on him because throwing a little temper tantrum when i was trying to help but (laughs) going from that where i could feel the tingle like i would use it on myself because it was so strong and i'm like after really rough rides on my back to the back on track one where I barely felt anything on my own skin was kind of a letdown almost. I don't know if anybody else felt that way. I had the back on track spray because I wanted to try something different because normally I would use the gel. So I tried it and yeah, I just, whenever I spray it on myself, I don't feel anything. So I'm not sure, especially going through hair and like horse skin. Right. I don't know how much it's, I don't know how well it does. That's why tomorrow when I go to the barn, I'll definitely take a picture of the stuff that I really feel like when I'm done putting it on P's back, it's literally like kind of like icy hot on my hands. Like it feels I'm like, Mm -hmm. wow, this is actually this probably feels really good on him. But whenever I do, I have the back on track foam and the spray and I just feel like they don't work because, yeah, they did come in the Cavalli Cavalli Club box. So, okay, in terms of. In terms of summer riding, as much as I would love to ride in the morning, it just doesn't it just doesn't work for my schedule. One, I hate mornings. I'm not a morning person, like except at horse shows, and I have a T-shirt for that. But literally, I, I just can't do it with my schedule. So nighttime is when I can go, and usually I ride about seven o'clock at night, and it's still light out and it's still hot as hell, but it's definitely not like two o'clock, three o'clock in the afternoon. Um, and in terms of what I ride in, I am usually in a tank top or a sun shirt, um, or a t-shirt and I definitely don't put sunscreen on. I 100% should. I just don't think about it. Um, my makeup has sunscreen and it's like 35 SPF, but in terms of like my arms, I just really don't, which is really bad because I have pretty fair skin and, I know it's terrible. So I try to use a sun shirt, but it's still hot as hell. I don't care what anybody says with a sun shirt. It is still hot as hell. Like just having the sleeves on you, even though there's the mesh underneath, I just can't, especially on those really hot days. So that's what I do. And then, you know, I'm pretty comfortable riding in a tank top or a t-shirt, but then I do have those, not fears, but like if I did fall, I'd really scratch myself up. Um, that's why I think the sun shirts are pretty nice to just like kind of cover your arms. But I don't know. What about you, Lauren? What do you ride in? So I usually ride in a sun shirt and sometimes I'll wear a t-shirt or whatever, but like you, I over being like getting sunburnt because I never remember to put sunscreen on. So I usually just wear a sun shirt. Uh, I also, like, make sure I have sunglasses with me, and I also have one of those obnoxiously, like, large visors for my helmet. I want to get one of those. Yes. 10 out of 10 do recommend. They're great. Yes. So what kind do you guys have? What's it called? Uh, Equivisor? Equivisor. Yeah, Yeah, it's like gloss lined is the one that I have, the not shiny one. one. I have the one that's, like, see-through, and it supposedly has, like, UV protection or whatever, because I, like, really wanted to go all out. 
So <laughs> you guys, just this a little bit off topic. Do you guys find that that helps you see? Because I have really light, sensitive eyes, but I yeah. can't ride in sunglasses. I just yeah. can't do it. it I feel like that so kind much. of impairs my vision, <laughs> even though it's kind of, it just kind of contradicted myself. But when it's really bright outside, I, it kills my eyes. Do you find that the sun visors yes. for the helmet help? Yeah. Oh, yeah. For Definitely. sure. The, especially because, like, the barn that I have Talia at is white, and then, like, the gravel is white. So, like, if the sun's yeah. out, it's, like... Like, glares. <laughs> blue eyes. Yes. So I have it's, like, thing. really, really sensitive eyes. So I, I think that the visor helps a lot. But I also just bought a pair of sunglasses off of Amazon that stay on when I ride and have been like life changer for me. Ooh. Like, are they? Ooh, I need those specific sunglasses, or do they just? Uh, <laughs> hold on, let me let me look at my Amazon purchase history. Let me know like, about that because my normal glasses don't stay on my face at all. I know. I don't know how you ride in your glasses, Steph. Like, it's you terrible. Like your sweat. How does it not just like fall? So it doesn't help that my glasses actually just don't fit my face to begin with. They're already <laughs> at least like half an inch too wide for my face. And there was an ongoing joke at my work that I just lived my life, with my glasses on the, the tip of my nose, because it was just not worth it to push it up every 30 seconds. And there have been times I have videos from last summer of me showing and mid course, like going into a line, like three or four strides out, pushing up my glasses before I go into to jump <laughs> the lines because they would just fall down and fall down. And that's why sometimes in the summer I do have videos of me just straight up riding in my lessons without my glasses because it's just not worth it to try to keep them on my face at this point. I feel like that would be such a distraction. Yeah. Well, especially because like, okay, you're jumping three foot and you have to make sure your horse is, you know, up enough and paying attention and bending right down the turns because we have a really small indoor. So whenever we're turning into a line, you have to be on it or else you're just going to mess it up because you only have so much space to get everything correct. And for me to deal with all of that and also have to concentrate on making sure my glasses are up on my nose, just it's just not worth it. I also don't have terrible vision um it's more for driving and just uh mostly even just schoolwork when I'd had to read the board because for for those of you who know uh glasses prescriptions my eyesight is 0.25 which is not bad one of it's basically like the smallest increment of a prescription you can have that's really Mm -hmm. interesting I actually have glasses um that I never wear I should (laughs) <laughs> I'm supposed to wear them when I drive at night because like I said I have really sensitive eyes I can't see and I guess the glasses are supposed to help with that but it was a weird thing totally off topic we don't need to go into this never mind <laughs> and like what my glasses are too Does anyone ever use one of the um heated horse cooling towels I have not. Yes, not the heated horse brand. It was like some cheap one off of Amazon, but I had a purple one last summer and I loved it. The best thing, because I I have a lot of issues with the the heat, which is why the other episode I mentioned having like, oh, I show in a mesh coat and in a tank top because I'm a baby and will get heat stroke at the top of a hat. Last summer, I also had those those towels that you you put in the water and they get all cold mm-hmm. and nice. And they are actually the best invention ever because you can just put it over top of your, your head. 
when you're walking around in the sunny and it keeps your head all cool or when you're up on your horse mid or between course not mid course you can actually uh life hack wrap ice cubes in the towel into this little tube and put it around your neck and it'll keep you even cooler that way and that was one of the nicest things because we have a showgrounds called Morven Park where my barn likes to show and there are no trees there. So we're in the middle of Virginia summer with 102, 99% humidity. And it is terrible. It is terribly hot, terribly humid. And then you just have this nice little icy cold rag that you can put on the back of your neck and cool you down a little bit, which is really nice. And I love them and everybody should get them. I got some weird looks for using one, but they're a thing. They should be a thing. As long as it keeps you cool. Exactly. Yeah. You know? So I just found out that I am going to do a show at the end of July. So I'm expecting it to be a real scorcher. So I'm definitely going to pick one of those towels up before that. Because staying out there in all that heat is rough. Tell I, us about your wardrobe, Jen. Your yeah. summer riding wardrobe. What's your go-to? My go-to definitely changes on a whim this week my go-to has been riding tights right now I've been super rocking the free ride equestrian riding yeah. tights yep I love those and then I've been pairing those with a lot of the long sleeve performance shirts like some of the companies that make them like Asmar I know makes a couple of them this week, I've definitely been all over the riding tights and the performance long sleeves. I go out of my way to always wear long sleeves, even though it is excruciatingly hot, because I know I'm not going to put sunscreen on, and that's the closest I'm going to get to not giving myself skin cancer. I, due to my job, pretty much have to primarily ride in the morning, which is fine. It's not as much cooler as I think you guys think it might be, at least not here, because even if I'm riding at eight or nine, we're already into the 80s plus, and then it's extra humid because all of that dew point and fog from the night before is just hot. You're just breathing hot water everywhere you go. When I'm not doing the riding tights and the long sleeve shirts, I also like to wear the um, you like the traditional sun shirts and pretty much every company makes some of those by now. So pairing those with some light breeches and tons of hunt club belts that I re recently <laughs> went overboard and acquired. Um, and then I know we talked about this in a previous podcast, but I also ride in the Ariat V sport boots, which have the perforated leather, which really kind of cuts down on the sweat on the legs, which is interesting. Glorious. Yeah. I feel like those sun shirts are a must have, especially for places like Florida and like on the East coast, like where we're at. Yeah. Oh we yeah. Need, absolutely. Like, oh my God. Cause I, I know I'm one of those that will never put sunscreen on. Yep. And so those sun shirts are a must. And like you said, by the time eight o'clock hits, it's already like blistering hot. I just feel so restricted like the sweat yeah. is sticking to me and then I'm just like Ugh. like I, mm -hmm. I I totally agree like I'm I have to go to the dermatologist three times a year to check all of my freckles but it's 
a thing. Yeah, and CJ and Joey both end up getting a full hose down after every ride. There just isn't any other way around it. Even though I watch both of them walk right out into the pasture and roll in the dirt, and I just... (laughs) I just smile. Okay. I just <laughs> smile and think about what I'm going to curry out the next morning. But no. you know they feel better though. You know, getting no. out of sweat. No, them. no, there's no way that being wet and then rolling in dirt and then baking that makes them feel good. They definitely uh, do it just to spite me personally. So <laughs> they Jen, look me I dead know. in the eye while they roll. I know it's personal. Yeah, I know that. Um, what do you use or do you not ice or do you cold hose? Do you use some kind of other thing? Um, I, we very, we very infrequently ice. We will do it if Joey had a particularly kind of hard day schooling and um, occasionally on CJ if he's doing like the real big jumps. But we actually just use the professional choice ice boots. They're pretty inexpensive they go right into the freezer we have the four strap kind so it even kind of covers down up onto the hoof so that's that's pretty much all we've been using yeah I really like it I've seen the ones that go from the hoof all the way up to the hawk yep these ones just go they go from the hoof to the knee but they're super nice I really like them does anybody utilize like a different setup tack wise in the summer I for sure do because I don't I won't use like my back on track saddle pad in the summer. Recently I've been switching over to the I always say it wrong in every episode, Le Mieux products. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not French. But I really like their saddle pads and I most recently got a nice one from Riding Warehouse during the Memorial Day sale that is like the carbon fiber mesh. And it's set up so that you, when you push down on the top, it it emits little puffs of air onto the underside. And maybe it's gimmicky. There's a pretty good chance I subscribe to a lot of gimmicks. But it kind of seems like on the occasion that I'm going to kind of strike down on the saddle, that it might kind of give some aeration to the horse's back. We'll see. We shall see. But I, that's kind of like my big summer switchover is I don't use the back on track polo wraps anymore. And I don't use the back on track saddle pads because I am just overly concerned about too much heat, especially on CJ's body. Oh, so actually, I also recently switched over my setup to my local tax store was having their, their discount tax store. And they actually had almost a knockoff of the saddle pad that you were talking about, Jen, where it's the same, you know, Lemuse shape, that like big weather area, and then that extra little down bit down by your legs. And it's aerated, it's got the puffy, it's it's a lot thinner than I think the the Lemuse pads are. It's you can tell it's not quite as nice, but the fact that it's a lot thinner than a lot of my other pads, I actually used it in my last lesson, and he sweated a lot less in it, which made me really happy, because in the Shires, it's it's the black suede pad that I have. He was dripping sweat off of the ends. It was really bad, but with this green pad that I have now, he was actually a lot better, 
And while I was there, I actually also got a new half pad, which is a synthetic sheepskin, because I was using an Ogilvy, but I know foam has a tendency to retain heat pretty bad, which is why uh-huh. a lot of people don't like to use memory foam pad, like sleeping pads anymore, is because they get so hot. And with it being summer, yeah, so foam actually retains heat really bad. Yeah. But, um, which so is why I didn't want to use it in the summer. So does neoprene. Yeah. For all of, uh, for everybody running around in the neoprene jump boots, you're actually keeping a lot of heat on their legs by utilizing those. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely. Oh, oh Jen died. Oh, no. Oh, no, Jen died. Jen died. <laughs> Uh, yeah, to finish your thought, neoprene is bad because foam and other sorts retain heat. So that's why I switched from my Ogilvy half pad to a synthetic sheepskin one. Also, because with the, with the synthetic sheepskin, it's actually machine washable. And when it gets super sweaty, which I know it will, I can just pop it in the washer when my dad's not paying attention, which hopefully will be soon. <laughs> Perfect. So what do you guys do? Kind of, um, oh, sorry. Well, I just... I was going to ask this. So what, what do you guys put on their legs then other than Incredible what else <laughs> do you find useful in the summer that provides that support and protection, but isn't going to retain heat or get them too hot? Cause that, now I feel like I'm struggling with that. Go Lauren. I use the magic geek heat boots on Talia. Yeah. They don't have neoprene and they're, uh, perforated and they seem to keep her legs pretty cool because I'm really weird about neoprene boots too like I'm not I won't use them and then the only other thing I've switched mainly is I go from you know the thick all-purpose saddle pads to I have a couple of the baby pads that are really thin and I have a pretty thick half pad so it's fine for him to not have that thick all-purpose saddle pad underneath and it doesn't get as sweaty. But now I'm concerned because I have a, it's not an Ogilvy, but it's a memory foam half pad and it's black even. And now I'm like freaking out that I'm making his back be too hot. So I need to reassess my summer tech setup. This is why I have not bought a set of front boots yet because I can't make up my mind as to which one is the best ones which ones are not going to retain heat and allow her to like move around as much as possible. So as of right now, I just, she's not going in front boots because I can't make up my mind. All of them say they're the best and I don't know who to trust. So I actually have Pino in the Royal Tendon boots for back on track and they're, they've got side holes on them that actually allows airflow through them mm-hmm. and they're super breathable and his feet, his feet, his legs are, pretty cool compared to anything else um, when we're done schooling. So those might be something you want to try. No, I also use the back on track ones. I like them for their price point, but I think once I have the money saved up, I'm probably going to try to switch over to the the magic. What is the company name again? Yeah, how, yeah, how do you say that? How do you say that? I think it's magic. Keep. I could be saying it wrong, but that's how I say it. Oh, magic is made. Hmm. Okay, like but magic. yeah, yeah, it's it's such a fancy little name. Yeah. I'm never quite sure how to say it, but they yeah, there there's been a a bunch of uh, their boots not being neoprene and also 
There was one video I saw on their Instagram or something some time ago of their cross country boots. And I think they had like a bottle of wine or something in it, like something breakable was inside the boot and they had the boot on the ground and they took a bowling ball and they dropped it on the boot and the item inside was unscathed because their boots have really good shock absorbency dang and that was impressive so once once i have the money saved up i'm probably going to switch my set over to those gloves guys glove tan lines equestrian summer glove tan lines they literally drive me crazy this year I'm attempting. And so what I always think I'm going to do is by wearing the long sleeve, I always am convinced that I'm going to wear the long sleeve all the way down to my glove. I absolutely don't do it. I, so I've just been fooling myself. Yep. It's the, the true, the true sign of the summer equestrian is that freaking glove line. (laughs) Um, so I will say I was a little speculative. No, what's the word? Hesitant. I was hesitant to yeah please excuse the part where I can't remember the word the Raquel summer gloves the tan like the the sun yeah the mesh back ones yes those things actually really work and even though they're they're so super thin that I was totally convinced like okay three rides and they're going to be ripped to shreds they're not they're somehow magically holding up and the only like little-ish maybe tan line almost kind of looks like if you were to be wearing a hair like a hairband which we all freaking wear around our wrist um but actually it's really improved my hand tan line so that's (laughs) super nice amber yeah so i haven't seen i have to like look those up and see what they look like but i have the noble outfitters one they just came free for from a smart pack order or something and they are completely mesh but the only part as you guys can see, I'm showing you, is the strap that has the Velcro. So my hand itself is tan, and then my arm's tan, but the strap where they Velcro, like, isn't. Is that what you're talking about, like, where it fastens? Um, No, so it actually, like, where the mesh kind of all comes together is the very, very thin part that's just at the wrist. They do have a Velcro piece, but it's on the bottom, so that it's not being seen on the top so that you're not, you don't have like that big chunk that is going to stay white. So yeah, the Velcro is actually on the underside. There's, they're, yeah, they're super you nice. Know, I Googled them. Yep. <laughs> you should, have to def- yeah, you should definitely cool. check them out. I was just convinced they were not going to work and they absolutely have, and they've held up, which is super impressive to me. Yeah. I don't know if you can, if you see like, it's basically like that part right there. That yeah. kind of looks like a teeny tiny little hair tie that you can. And do they have SPF 10 on them. Oh, that's impressive. Oh. Good to know. Wait, on the gloves? It says protecting your skin with SPF 10. Do you guys feel like you get way burnt out way quicker riding in the summer? So for me, I've been riding every morning before I go to work for quite a while now. And nowadays, I'm exhausted. When I come home from the barn to shower and get ready for work, I really just want to go lay down and and take a nap. The summer zaps everything out of me. The the silver lining to that is I love practicing no stirrup in the summer because it's too hot and the horses are not fresh. 
no horse of mine is interested <laughs> in running wild. So it's actually been kind of a nice time to work on no stirrups. Honestly, um, I thought you were going to say you loved no stirrup work because like of the swass, which I would say <laughs> my swass allows me to stick in the seat a little bit better. Awesome. You know, I didn't even think about that, but you're probably right. That's probably like an extra part that I have not uh, accounted for. Yeah. Lastly, I. It's probably true. It's probably what's really happening. <laughs> lastly, this is kind of my piece of advice for this topic tonight. Is I had a really long, informative conversation with a Sam Shield rep about not leaving your helmet in your car. Because yeah. I do, right? I go from the barn to work. And so my helmet has just sat in the car. So the problem is, is, you know, your car obviously heats up a lot outside. And the heat damage that you're doing to your helmet actually starts breaking down the particles and the plastic. And you're, you're unfortunately compromising your helmet almost to the point that it's not going to work correctly should you happen to fall. And they were pointing out to me that it's not something that they can test for on an x-ray. Like when you send your helmet back, you you just wouldn't know. So just kind of my personal feedback for everybody that's riding this summer. If you are notorious for leaving your helmet in the car, the helmet manufacturer strongly recommend against it. So that was super new to me. I'd never heard of that before. Yeah. So now I try to be yeah. really good. I'm definitely guilty of that. I need to start paying attention and not and just bring it in with me. Yeah. I, and it's like, I guess, right. As soon as they started talking to me about it, I was like, oh yeah, that totally makes sense, but definitely not something I thought about and have been doing. As horsewomen, we know that each season brings with it its own set of challenges. And we've covered quite a few of those tonight and then some. We hope everyone is enjoying their summer thus far. Thanks as always for listening and don't forget to drop by our Instagram at horsebroke.podcast to connect with us and tell us your favorite part about summer.